Hey everybody, welcome to Happening at Hannah's. I'm excited to introduce my friend Nick. All right, Nick, take it away. Hey Hannah, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming on. <laughs> Sorry, this quarantine's really getting to my throat right now. Um, maybe that's cinnamon coffee. The cinnamon coffee is delicious. Everybody knows that 9.19 p.m. is the best time to have coffee. I think so. I don't think you'll be up late at all. I consider this late. You it is relatively my late. Roommate, Cam Smith, and if I stay up late, and they would say no, because I go to bed at like 9.30 usually. That's good, though. Get some good rest in. I think so. I think it's pretty good. I like to wake up in the morning. What's the earliest you get up most days? Um, 6.30. Nice. Pre-quarantine, I'd get up at 6, but... Mm. Current quarantine has allowed me to sleep in a little bit. That's good. So you're going to be one of those old guys that still wakes up at six. <laughs> yeah, like literally today is Saturday, and I woke up on my own power at nine o'clock. That's impressive. <laughs> that's that's what many people say, but I consider that sleeping in by a, a that's like a good amount. Three hours sleeping in for you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good amount. So, I don't know. I won't be telling people what my current sleep schedule is because it's horrific. You don't want the people to hear it? No, they might be disappointed. <laughs> I, will, I won't be disappointed, so when this is over, you can just tell me. Uh, and then I'll tell the people. Okay, we'll make sure it's done recording by then. <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. Okay. Um, all right. What do you want to talk to me about? All right. So I guess the first question, which is a fun question, is how do we know each other? Oh, let's see. Let's boil it down to the moment we met. When did I meet Hannah Frick? Um, I think, I think this is a long shot because I'm the worst at remembering specific things like this. But I think that we met at, was it the worship thing at Amarillo High? Okay, see, that's what I was thinking. Or a in some way? I, don't, I only went to a like, once. Okay. Because I went a lot my senior year, and... Yeah, because we went to the two different high schools. So, because right. I know... Okay, yeah. when I was thinking about this, I was thinking... The worship thing at Emerald High on the football field. And then I was thinking... Right before senior year, yeah. Yeah. Is that what you... That's what I recall. Mm-hmm. And then I would just... That's when I met a lot of people. Yeah, there was so like a hundred people there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I was like one of the four Tescosa kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I met a lot of people. There were a ton of people there. That was so cool. I think that was when I truly met Cam, also. That didn't make sense, because didn't he do the worship at that... He did, yeah. He did. Um, did Did you go to One Way at all? One Way Church Camps? Yeah, I did. Because I think I met like, you there. What? Nick, I don't remember this. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went I went there every like year from like... Sixth grade? Fourth to twelfth grade. I think I went... Yeah. I'm going to have to ask my mom when I went to but this. But I didn't like... I didn't like meet people there, if that makes sense, until like later in high school. I think I went in middle school a couple times, like maybe 
Because I lived in Borger, and I think I maybe went when I moved to Amarillo. Because my mom grew up going to church camp out there. So she sent me a couple years. Oh, yeah. It was fun. That's funny. Wait, what church did you go to as a kid? Um, so I grew up going to Pinnacle Community Church. Okay. You've heard of them? Yeah. They just they just put a new big building up on Culture Street, big metal building, right by the, the little Walmart neighborhood over Walmart over there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my parents helped like create that church, so. Oh, that's just cool. Going there, so. That's awesome. I, yeah, that's that's kind of like family for me over there. That's cool. Love that. They send the youth group to camp every year, so. That's funny. I really do not recall that. Now I'm going to have to go back and see if there's pictures from, like, the young days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I bet you there is. There has take to be somewhere. Did you know that I take pictures for camp now? I took pictures for them last summer. I feel like I did know that. I posted a few of them on the IG link in the bio. When did you start doing the <laughs> pictures? We'll, we'll tag it because I'm going to need a photo of you for um, the people to know who you are. So, uh, we'll oh, you can just use that one that we were just talking about in the windowsill. Ah, uh, yeah, since it so promoted the conversation. You wanting to do this. Yeah, yes, yeah, I think so. I think it's the destined picture. It's a pretty good picture. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think so. I have helped out like set up camp every summer. Like, mm-hmm. gone out there to help set up the stage and the lighting. Yeah. And all that production side of stuff. I've always volunteered with my brother and some buddies to go do that. And so I've always kind of been friends with um, Jason Jones, who's now the camp director mm-hmm. with all of that. Um, yeah. Super dope dude. And I, I kind of just reached out to him last winter, like January, February sometime, and asked if he needed help taking pictures. He was like, yeah, definitely. Like We could always use help in some way. And so I took pictures for the whole week, and it was super awesome. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Camp's such a fun thing. I think that's one of the neatest places. It really is, in yeah. In life. Yeah, I, the way people just kind of like put aside, I don't know, their opinions on things, like mm-hmm. their, I guess, biases, if that's the right word, and just kind of show up with an open mind and an open heart. That's yeah. really cool. I think it's neat because it's like you go somewhere and you're around all these people that are also believers. And so it's like you're able to walk and like grow together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I early high school church camp for me, I took one of my really good childhood friends. His name was Randy. Mm-hmm. And um, depending on who's listening to this podcast, some of them might know who I'm talking about. I don't know who's listening. But if you're <laughs> out there what up (laughs) um yeah so i took randy and he was a real interesting character growing up and he kind of got in with some wrong crowds and you know wasn't necessarily the best of people in the world super great guy um but you know he's got caught up in the wrong crowds and wasn't really a churchgoer but i got him to start coming to pinnacle with me because we were really good friends and talked him into going to church camp of all things and you know, that's like the last place you'd expect my homie Randy to go with me. And he came with us and just was totally blown away and everybody accepted him. Everybody loved on him. It was like really cool. 
and yeah, you know, like just the way that they kind of didn't treat him differently because of the, the things that he had done and all that kind of stuff was really cool about that camp. That's neat. I love that. So when you're saying like growing up and you're talking about like Randy, how did you grow up? Like you said you were at church at Pinnacle. Tell us like what that was like for you. Okay. So let's give a, I'm going to try to sum up as much as I can, because I could probably talk for hours about young Nick. Um, So I, at a young age, obviously was super involved at Pinnacle because of my parents and all that kind of stuff. Um, as many people in Amarillo, Texas grew up, I was raised in a church with a really good family around me. Um, it never really clicked for me. That's just kind of like a typical kid growing up in a church. I think it doesn't really click until you reach a certain point. Yeah. Um, and I was also growing up in Boy Scouts. And so you know, my life was kind of split into three different ways. It was, you know, church homies, Boy Scout, Boy Scout homies, and then school and those homies. And I kind of just had these three different nicks. And, you know, I had a face for church and a face for Boy Scouts and a face for school. And, you know, I, I think it was middle school, if I remember correctly. They would always teach lessons about faces and, you know, trying to have the same face everywhere you go. It's just always a great thing. And um, so I remember those specifically stood out to me. And then, um, you know, I was making really great friends in all these different places. And then I kind of just would start to embrace one of them. And I think end of middle school, beginning of high school, I embraced my Boy Scout face the most, Mm -hmm. if that kind of makes sense. So I was kind of losing some school friends while at school because I was become the person that I wasn't at school with him as. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was still good friends with people at church um, because there was a lot of overlap between that and Boy Scouts for me. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think it was my freshman year was the first time I ever went out and, like, tried alcohol or anything for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was with Boy Scout buddies. They were like, yeah, let's do this, you know this is what we've done at school. We should all try it now. And so those were my best friends. And mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. I'm comfortable around you guys. Why not? And so that was kind of what got me into that phase. Um, and you know, the youth group that I was involved in at Pinnacle, a bunch of those people were also involved in alcohol and stuff like that. Um, and so it kind of just clicked with them also, like just became better friends with them through it, which is really strange. Yeah. But so I grew closer to people at church because we kind of had the same struggles, which, you know, we weren't like the best believers, if that makes sense, like the best examples, mm-hmm. but it bonded us closer together. Um, and so, you know, around 10th grade, um, I'm kind of just in Boy Scouts and church mode. And uh, one of my really close friends from Boy Scouts um, killed himself over a girl, totally mm-hmm shook all of us up yeah um it was this crazy experience and you know kind of brought all of us together and almost like woke us up from the days that we'd been living in of just chasing fun and living from experience to experience and so um that was when 
I know my eyes opened to like, holy crap, like there's really a lot going on with me and my friends and we really don't talk about it with each other. You know, this guy Trevor had some serious stuff going on and he, he could have opened up to us, but he didn't really feel like he was, I guess, welcome to open up about it. I don't know. He wasn't, for some reason he, he didn't tell us about it and it led to him, um, unfortunately passing away. And, you know, I think through that season, I think that was when I really grew up a whole bunch and I really was last few masks and kind of embraced who I was deep down. Um, and that kind of just steered me towards partying a little bit more because, um, that's just, I guess that's just what you do when one of your best friends dies. Um, and so junior year, I was out of Boy Scouts at this point. I had gotten my Eagle Scouts. I was at the end of the road there. Still really close with all those buddies that I made through that. And we were all involved at Pinnacle. And so it's really unique because we all somehow ended up at Pinnacle in some way. That's neat. And um, it's just it's just so strange how it was literally like this this like rod that we all kind of just would stray from and then we all came back to it at one point. And so we started bonding through that. Um, and just lost my train of thought. Where am I? Oh yeah. And so now the youth group has this new, uh, leader, this new youth group, youth pastor. Um, and he's kind of just making it work. It's not really thriving. Um, he kind of was thrown into the job in a unique circumstance and he wasn't really ready for it. Yeah. So the youth group was falling apart after a year and a half, two years of this, um, leaders were leaving all this kind of stuff. And so me not being like the most dedicated person to my faith at this point was like, jump ship. And so I start going to first Prez, and that's when I meet the A&O homies and, that was all about the same time that the worship thing was going on at Emerald High. And mm-hmm. so I was at the point where like, okay, you know, Pinnacle's great. I love this place. It's my home, but like, I'm not really growing or mm-hmm. discovering who I am through it. And so I met all these people, Hannah Frick included at <laughs> Emerald High. And, um, one of my really close friends, Jewel Roberts, you know her. Yes. Um, she was going to first Pres because her boyfriend Hawks was going there at the time. I so she's like, hey, hey. yeah, exactly. Yep. Way back. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, so I'm at this worship thing and she's like, Hey, come meet these people. These are the people I've been going to church with on Wednesdays. Come check them out. You know, you'll love them. So I met all these people and was like, yeah, this is great. So I started going there senior year. Okay. And that was like the first really good church community. I think I've experienced, um, you know, there's, you've got Danny Hoving was in that group. She's a super sweet girl, Jack Murphy. Um, I was going there with Draven Gore, you know, him and I were the Tascosa guys. And so, you know, him and I were real close throughout this time because we were the Tascosa boys at the Amarillo high, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Um, so super great. All these fantastic people. Um, and Kim Talley was the leader. I know you've met Kim Talley before. Yeah, I think I met him at Brooklyn's really? graduation party. Oh, 
he's the sweetest guy ever. He's so nice. Um, yeah, I remember having a cool conversation the, with him about missions. Yeah, and like the fact that he's at this graduation party for Brooklyn, who he knows very well, yeah. and he met you, Hannah Frick, and he doesn't know you at all, and he had this super dope conversation with you when he could have been hanging out with all the people that he knew there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he knew tons of people at that party. Like that that's just like a testament to who Kim is as a person. Um, super great guy. But yeah, that was when I I would say I truly met Jesus and kind of just embraced my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so senior year for me was awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't didn't go out and party, was just kind of all over the place. That was when I, I think I grew into my extrovertedness, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, wasn't really scared of what people thought or of me or you know, looked at me and saw. And so senior year was awesome. That was when I really met a lot of cool people and I don't know, just became a lot fearless in life. Um, and so, yeah, senior year came and then I went to Alaska with all the homies a week after you went to Alaska. I forgot about that. We were like passing in the air, I think. Yeah. It's so crazy that we like all went to Alaska on two different mission trips. Like what? A week apart. Yeah, I know. What did y'all do in Alaska? So wild. Um, so I think we flew to Anchorage. I think that's the first place you land. And then we flew up to Fairbanks. Oh, okay. You went further north than I did. Awesome. It was probably colder. (laughs) Um, Probably. so yeah, we were in Fairbanks and there's this, uh, like this church pastor and his family. And so our thing for the week was we were helping them out. And so we like replaced their entire roof. Essentially we oh, tore cool. off all the, the shingles off the roof, you know, put down new, uh, paper and tarmac and stuff like that and gave them all new shingles. It took us a week, and it was just so much fun doing that. Yeah, I think doing that kind of stuff is one of the most fun things. Yeah, like, something about doing hard labor with people really makes you bond with them. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I don't know what it is, standing in the sun on a roof with shovels and stuff. It's probably because it's just something so out of the ordinary, and you're helping somebody, and like, ah, it's crazy. You catch yourself in the middle of it looking around like, I'm right here right now. Uh-huh. How am I right here? <laughs> and I think Alaska is one of the most beautiful places to see God's creation because you just look around and it's like beautiful versus oh, yeah. here it's just so flat. Like it's still beautiful. We have sunsets, but it's like so evident yeah. as a creator in Alaska. Yep. Yeah. I remember very vividly we were we drove to Denali National Park. Oh, we went there too. I don't know what little trail we were on, but we hiked on some trail and it took us to this like little peak. It was probably mm-hmm. an hour long trail, so yeah. three miles maybe. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, it took us up there, and it's like like you're surrounded by trees, and you get to the top, and then you're. I think it seemed like we were above the tree line. It doesn't make any sense because it was only like a three mile hike, <laughs> and I don't know. So it seemed like we were, there were no trees at the top where we were at. Yeah, and you know you get up there and you turn around and you just see like mountain range. 360 mm. degrees around you yeah because it's, it's like, such a huge mountain yeah yeah exactly and it was blue skies and big oh. white puffy clouds yeah. and we're up there and you just see these clouds moving and like literally all of us were just speechless it was so incredible and i 
took tons of pictures up there, tons of videos. Shortly after this trip was when I got into photography. Oh, this so makes I think that sense. had an impact on me. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know, that was the most beautiful place I've seen. And, you know, the people that I was with, some of the girls were like, I really want to sing worship songs. And so they started singing worship songs and it was just mm. one of the coolest moments I ever. I love that. That's so sweet. Denali National Park, greatest place it's on earth. It's one of the most gorgeous places. I think it's the mm-hmm. second most beautiful place I've been to, honestly. It's the first. Um, so you know how I went to South Africa over Christmas break? Mm-hmm. Um, so we had gone this day. It was the worst day. It was probably the hardest day for me uh, spiritually and just like physically. I got sick that day. On a, I get yeah. seasick and we rode this like boat to where all the people have been imprisoned during the apartheid, which is just like with the racism stuff where they went and imprisoned every person that was supposedly a lower class because of their race and so that was just had broke me and then we the man who gave us a tour of the jail had been in prison there so that hit me and then I'm sick on top of that because motion sickness and I we go to this top of this mountain and it's called table mountain so it's kind of looks like a tabletop and we'd been up there we were gone on a really beautiful hike I found these flowers that were my favorite color and I just start seeing all these little creations that God had made. And then it like slows down. The sun's about to set and it's all of my most favorite colors. It's like oranges and pinks and reds. Ah. You look out and you're looking out and you see this like whole city and it's just like the city. And then you're looking and it's the ocean right there. So you're seeing all these people, the ocean that is like huge that like makes you realize how tiny we are in comparison to God. And then it was just like all of this. And I literally just like took a picture and I was like, is this real? Like, God, how is this, this real? Oh, so crazy. It, yeah. There's mm, a picture says a thousand words. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you describing that, I literally got an image of it in my mind and yeah, I just, I don't know. Just That's so the kind of beautiful. stuff that I love to capture. Mm-hmm. I'll have just, to send you the video of the mountain. Yeah, you should. I'll send you videos of Denali, our little hike. Yes. It was awesome. I love that. There's a famous picture of me and Draven sitting on this peak. Oh, I remember that picture. Yep, and we're sitting there, and we're eating our sandwiches. Yes, I remember that. Just vibing on this mountain, and somebody took a picture of it, and there's all these mountains and clouds behind us, and it's really awesome. (laughs) I remember seeing that, and I was like, man, I want to go back to Alaska. (laughs) Yep, it's like one of the best pictures ever. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. I want to frame it. You should. Oh, man. Definitely yeah. should. So, um, oh, what were you saying? Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to remember where I was at. Story was. Yeah, I kind of think. Alaska. Alaska. No, you're good. Yeah, so then Tangents are good. I love tangents. It's my favorite slope. <laughs> um, right, can we yeah, tell you an engineer major? I'm a trigonometry nerd, um, big word, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Alaska trip, summer after graduation, super dope. Mm-hmm. Come back and it's like, you know, anybody that's been to a church camp or like everybody knows about the Jesus high, yeah. and you're just like, boom, you know, nothing can stop you. You're just going full speed, whatever direction you feel led and you just feel so fearless. And that's how I felt for, you know, like, I don't know, up until January, maybe. So a good yeah. eight, 
months, eight, wow. nine months, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and leading into college with that kind of feeling was just incredible. Um, I think that really helped me make a lot of really good friends that yeah. still impact me to this day, which is really crazy. That is cool. The people that I met in that first month are like critical in my life right now. Um, and, you know, my roommate being one of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, going into freshman year of college, um, I was a leader at First Prez with their youth group, A and O. Still around a lot of those guys and girls that were my age, all really good buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool with that group of friends because we meet up every six months, every year, whatever, you know, we go skiing every January, all of us college kids from, and usually that's the only place that I see some of them. That's and amazing. like, we get there on this trip and it's like, we never missed a beat. You know, they're like, tell me about your life. Tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this really great weekend of like putting aside stuff that I'm working on in life right now and just enjoying time with like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, you know, continued to bond with all of these many different people that I didn't even know growing up, yeah. which is just so wild to me. Um, and yeah, I'm a leader at first prez. And then that next springtime, summertime, um, some people at pinnacle were like, Hey, we could really use you back for X, Y, and Z. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I, I feel like I'm ready for some responsibility at pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Like I've grown a whole lot as a person and as a Christian, so I start going back to Pinnacle, helping out with their youth group again, and help out with that for the next year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, and it was just really great. You know, my best friend growing up got hired as their youth minister, which was wild. That's so cool. You know, literally, he was like one of the four people that I got drunk with when I was in high school. And like him and I both made this super 180 turn mm-hmm. in like our lifestyles. And, you know, he's killing it at Pinnacle as their youth minister right now. Um, around that same time, he started dating Jewel, and they got married here recently. And so, like, Boy Scout homie, church homie, they collide yeah. later on down my life, get married. And it was like, I don't know, growing up with the two masks that I had between those two worlds, mm-hmm. it was literally, like, the ending of that whole thing for me personally. Yeah. And so that wedding was awesome <laughs> i bet that was one it was of the a lot of fun. funnest weddings okay hold on i'm gonna it's pause so it really fast all right okay I got you. we're rolling again okay um let's see okay yeah so jewel and tristan get married the roach wedding was top notch okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that was this past september and um you know school i'm in engineering school it's not that easy I'm not that gifted in engineering, so I have to work pretty hard at it. Um, And when I don't feel like working hard at it, it's that much more difficult. And so I had to step out of their youth group around that same time, about that August, September-ish, so I could just focus on school. Um, And that has been a giant blessing on me because I kind of just feel like it's me in life right now. And I've got all these people around me, which are great, but I don't feel like there's anything holding me back from taking risks, if that makes mm. sense. No, I definitely And so, that. yeah, like, you know, a month from now, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm scheduled to fly to Atlanta. What are you under doing these crazy, in Atlanta? Under, under these crazy circumstances. Um, yeah, just 
because Atlanta sounds fun. <laughs> um, I love that. So I had a I had a pile of flight voucher money that you know I had to cancel a flight and I couldn't get a refund, and so I was like, oh man, what am I going to put all this <laughs> Southwest Airlines flight money towards? And oh, I man. called them, and they were like, you can't buy somebody else a ticket. You can buy yourself a ticket. <laughs> I'm like, oh dang, let's take a Nick trip. <laughs> So I'm supposed to go to Atlanta next month sometime. Let's hope but the we'll quarantine's over by then. Yeah, that would be great. Um, but yeah, like, you know, if I was a leader in a youth group, if I kind of had, I guess, these major responsibilities tying me to places, which, you know, in some ways I do, but mm-hmm. really I don't. I'm kind of just this free spirit right now. Yeah, I think <laughs> it, that's one of the coolest yeah. blessings of college. Yeah, it, you just have so much freedom to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and after living with your parents all your life, it's crazy experiencing that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just kind of this free spirit right now, doing podcasts with people and whatnot. Huh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that covers the big events yeah. in my life. That's awesome. Part. So throughout, like, the different events, like, growing up and, like, the story of, like, how you're Nick, what do you think that you've noticed that the gods created you to do? Like, with your personality and, like, the things that you've experienced? Yeah. Um, so the, the big thing that I always kind of have in the back of my mind is during that Alaska trip that I went on following senior year, when I was just on this, like, super intense spiritual growth mode whatever yeah i'm all in you know let's do all this cool stuff and i'm just putting aside all my things um that was when we took a spiritual gifts test and Ah. that was like that was like the first time that i really had taken one of those seriously yeah um and my top gift was exhortation what does that mean remind me so exhortation is like the gift of like motivation, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like yeah. uplifting others, being an encouraging person. Like if somebody comes to me about something, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I should take this risk. Like I just feel this fire in me to hype them up <laughs> and, you know, rile up the crowd for whatever reason, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And so that was my top gift. And, um, you know, shortly after I took the Enneagram and all those other kinds of things, because freshman year, that's what they make you do. It's the big and thing. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, me being on this crazy Jesus high for several months, like taking these tests during it, I feel like, you know, that's a good thing to strive for because that was like a high point for me in terms of, I guess, like mental health or, you know, just feeling good about stuff. Like stress was way down. Like I felt like I was firing on all cylinders Yeah. during that time. And so you know, having those gifts and those like results during that time, it's always kind of something I strive for. Um, and so I think like me specifically, I think I was made to encourage people and, you know, like pour my energy into everything around me, I guess. Um, I'm an Enneagram type seven. Hey, that's what mine is. They're five. Um, yeah, so I know you do know this all too well because you've probably researched yourself many times. 
Um, but yeah, like, uh, we fill up by being around people and hyping other people up mm. and we're very emotionally driven, uh, types of people. And so like, if I feel good about doing something, I'm going to do it good because I'll just find a way to do it. I don't know. That's another part of me, I think. Yeah. Um, and so like, if I feel good that somebody's starting a band or whatever, like they tell me that and I think it's a really great thing, then mm-hmm. I'm just going to hype that up. Mm-hmm. Um, if I feel like it's not so much a great thing, like it's really hard for me to convince myself to hype it up, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes 110% sense. <laughs> 110%. 110%. Wicked. Ha ha ha. So yeah, I think... And I've noticed if I'm like struggling in life, if I'm super stressed out or if I'm going through like a season of depression or whatever, Mm. I've noticed that I don't encourage people as much. And like, that's a game changer that I've recognized that in myself, I think, because if I'm not encouraging people, then I'm going to like sulk and just go through life with my head kind of down low and like lean into that because that's what I feel like doing. Mm. Um, And so I've, I've learned to like recognize that and you know whenever i start to see that that's when you've got to start doing things that you don't feel like doing which as a seven that's hard to do just making yourself do something you don't want to do is the hardest thing ever um and so that's whenever it's like okay let's start reading my bible more like let's Mm -hmm. be more consistent with running or whatever because these things will make you feel good and so yeah I hope that answers your question. No, it totally does. So I have a follow-up question for that. What have you found that's been hard during this coronavirus, like being isolated from people? How have you been able to connect with the Lord? Um, I think the hardest thing for me has just, uh, and it, it isn't even like, okay, so for me personally, the virus and the isolation hasn't been that hard. Yeah. I my family lives in Amarillo. I live with Cam in Canyon. Yeah. And so like I can come here and sleep and kind of get my alone time that I think I need. And I can also socialize with Cam. Mm-hmm. And we also have a couple good friends that'll come over for dinner every now and then, whatever. They live on campus. Everybody's gone. So they're super it's alone a over there. Town. Yeah, exactly. And so we try to be like, I guess, a pillar of social life i guess for some people you know a place that they can go to experience company and like friendship Mm. and so like i haven't really felt alone through all of it despite all the isolation yeah and um with my job i've been working from home which that's been interesting not being able to see my work friends even though they're 40 years old like (laughs) i'm still friends with those guys i enjoy talking to them and so it's really cool because a lot of them have reached out to me and we've set up phone calls to just talk about life I love which is that. like really cool that's you know, like yeah it's it's a really cool job and I really like these people that I work with um so yeah what was the question again <laughs> I don't remember it was on my head I was just oh, asking. it, it, it was, was it was how I'm doing in all of it yeah how are you doing that's right yeah um so I've been doing pretty good I've been getting my social fix that's good in ways mm-hmm. it's just different yeah yeah it's very different so is there oh some- i know i remember the question 
I think it was what's bugging me most about all of it. It might be. I really don't remember what I exactly I think asked. that's what it was. This is going to be really funny if we listen back <laughs> oh, <yeah>. to this. <laughs> uh, so the thing that's bugging me the most <laughs> is, oh my, so I have a Twitter account, right? Oh my gosh, I deleted Twitter. I don't understand how to work it. Twitter is a nasty uh, vomit pool of (laughs) stuff, of words. People go on there and they rant about stuff, and then other people hype it up, and it creates a revolution of opinions and thoughts. Oh my. And it's just, uh, anybody can say anything, and most of the time it's wrong. (laughs) But, so everybody gets on there and shares their opinions, and they fight about it. 90% 90% of Twitter is fights, just arguments and stuff. Um, and through all this coronavirus stuff, everybody's hopped on Twitter and all they do is complain about it. I'm just like, man, I wish this wasn't here. I wish this wasn't over. And they're just moping around and there's just so much negativity. There's always negativity in the news, mm. but like it's on a whole nother level now. And the negativity on Twitter is just out the wazoo. And it just seems like, everybody's really negative about it. And, you know, lately, like this past week or two, um, I know like Pinnacle, for example, and a few other churches that I follow and keep up with, um, they've really kind of leaned into the aspect of, okay, this negativity has gotten old. Let's just be positive about some things. Like let's mm-hmm. look on the bright side of where we're at. Yeah. You know, let, let, let's try to live this new way and try to make the most out of it. And so that's, I really like when people try to do that because negativity sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. I hate it. It's one of the worst things. Yep. Yep. When negativity one, is there. One of my strengths is positivity, so that does Unlike it. the strengths finder thing? Mm-hmm. There's so many quizzes that we've taken with all these personalities and stuff. It's hard to oh keep up. Oh gosh, yeah. Tell me about it. I'm kind and of... there's more of them out there. Yeah, I'm kind of over it. Yep. On all of it. It's like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. I know I'm an extrovert and I know I like to be around people. Great. Yeah. I don't know what I am, to be honest. I'm pretty extroverted. I can like, see both on, with you. I would I would just kill to just lay in my bed and watch a movie. Like, I love doing that or whatever. I don't know why, but. Yeah. That makes sense. I like I to do that too. Mm-hmm. But I also am okay with working in a yard with somebody all day and not really getting alone time at all. Maybe you're just an adaptable person. Maybe. Never heard about those, but I might be a hybrid. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I'm an electric car type of person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is there anything else you want to add before we finish this up? Um... I could add that Hannah Frick is awesome. Uh, well, thanks. So are you. Uh, thanks. Um, I think I'm only kind of awesome, but you doubt, are awesome. Uh, you doing a podcast there. is awesome. I'm excited to see I know many this people goes. have tried to do a podcast, and it just, it just doesn't happen. So you actually doing it and taking the risk to do it and like finding a way to keep yourself busy during this quarantine and, and finding a way to reach out to people and like share experiences like that's really cool so well thank you thank you for doing this it's fun i'm excited uh it's gonna be neat to see how many people because my original plan was just to do like 10 people do it every other week and now it's like cool i got a bunch of free time i'm gonna call everybody i know 
But now you've got Tam, so. I know. He's like the, coming. like, tenth person. Next week I'm going to do it. You should to do it. I know. She's going to do it, too. She helped me listen to the introduction stuff when I'm starting. Nice. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, if you need a jingle, Cam can write you a jingle. <laughs> Maybe next season. If you need a season. logo, I can make you a logo. I already made a logo. Um, I have an With Instagram one, for this. You have an Instagram? Yeah, so it's happening at Hannah's, and it's Instagram. Um, I'll tag you in it and whatnot. Heck yes. Awesomeness. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for hopping on to Happening at Hannah's. Have a fantastic day.